another episode, another review. Recaps and Reviews Podcast with Eric B. All right, we are back with another review, movie review. This time we're reviewing John Wick for chapter four, I think is what it's called in the movie theaters. I'm going to go ahead and play some music in the background and fitting. I'm going to play the John Wick for original motion picture soundtrack in the background. If you've watched any of the John Wicks one through three and then finish it off with chapter four, you're not missing anything. The movie takes place right after chapter three. And if you guys forgot, chapter three ended with Winston playing by Ian McShane, shoots him over the Continental. John Wick 4 lands on the street ground of New York, and the Bowery King, Lawrence Fishburne's character's men, brings him, puts him into hiding, and this whole time he's just getting himself ready, because the only way out of it is to kill whoever he has to kill. There's a new protagonist in this movie, played by Bill Skargard. He's the Marquise. He's higher than the table. If you guys know who the table is, they're the ones that says what should be done. They're the ones that tells everyone what needs to be happening when it comes to what the Continental, what these killers are doing. So the movie opens with John Wick. And there could be some desert. It looks like the Arabian desert somewhere hot. And there's four horses, three running away, one chasing them. And John Wick is looking for the elder so he can take the elder out. Because John Wick did what he was supposed to do, but still needs to be free from his death sentence that he has in New York. John Wick again being played by Keanu Reeves, reprising his role. Again, there's a lot of new characters in this. I did mention Lawrence Fishburne, Ian McShaw, George Giorgio is a new elder. Clancy Brown is the harbinger. Donnie Yen comes in here. Donnie, um, Donnie Yen is played by Kane. It's kind of funny because he's he's blind, but his name is Kane. The whole time you're thinking Kane like a you know, a cane that he used to walk with. Hiroyuki Sonata rejoins Keanu Reeves as the manager of the Osaka Continental. Last time they saw each other was in 47 Ronin. Rina Sawamiya, Sawamiya plays Akira, who is Hiroyuki Sonata's um, daughter. We get a new character by the name. He's called Tracker, but he's also called Mr. Nobody in the movie, played by Shamir Anderson. And then again, I mentioned Bill Skargard is one of the new protagonists, and he is the Marquise. So just like any other John Wick movie, the fight scenes in here, the fight scenes that you wonder if it's believable or not believable, every suit that every person's wearing is Kevlar. You guys can shoot each other within two, three feet from each other, and all you have to do is hold your jacket up, and you won't get hit. Your pants is made out of Kevlar, so they can't shoot you in the legs. 
it's kind of one of those, can this really happen kind of moment? Can this really happen? Is this one of those things that it can really happen or not? I mean, you guys all know all the John Wick movies. You guys watched it from one through three. And if you watch part four, nothing's different. The fight scene's a little bit better, especially the fight scene in Osaka. The Osaka Continental fight scene. Man, that was to die for. I mean, the movie, again, the movie starts off with John Wick going after the elder, again, played by George Giorgio. The elder that was the one in part three is no longer there. Again, he's replaced by the new elder and John Wick does what he's not, what John Wick does and he ends up killing the elder. Now, everybody's after him again because of what he did and he has no place to run, no place to hide. He's doing the best he can to try to find a way out of this whole lifestyle. Ian McShane gets a visit by the Marquise. The Marquise tells him he has 24 hours. When they go there, 24 hours later, they blow up the Marquise. The building is not demolished, but the inside is pretty much unrecognizable. Lance Reddick, as we all know, he passed away in real life. He gets killed in the first act of the show, of the movie. Um, rest in peace, Lance Reddick. Sharon was a good character in this movie, especially if you watch part three. He was one of the best, you know, side men there. And the movie ends up in Osaka. Donnie Yan is trying to track Keanu Reeves' character, John Wick, trying to find out where he is. And Kane, Donnie Yan, knows exactly where he is. Leads the Marquis men to Osaka. Where there, John Wick is ha hanging out with Shimazu. Shimazu is a good friend of John Wick. He's showing his way to John Wick, saying that I don't turn my back on my friends. And I wish there was a bit more of a backstory to this because this was really interesting to me. What what did John Wick do? And I, I believe it probably has something to do with his daughter, Akira. John Wick probably saved them. And that's Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen has a daughter also that he is making sure is taken care of. And in the movie, Donnie Yen, again, he's blind. And the reason why he's blind is because the only way he can save his daughter was to give up his eyes. So in some way or the other, he removed his eyes. And again, Donnie Yen, man, he plays a good blind character. Remember in Rogue One, he played a blind character in Rogue One. And that was kind of the cool thing that, you know, he fights well when he's blind. And it's one of those moments where you're like, whoa, is he really blind? Is he really blind? But anyways, the fight scene in Tokyo, the fight scene in Osaka, I keep saying Tokyo, two different places. The fight scene in Osaka was, again, one of the most epic fights of all. And this movie does not disappoint. There is a lot of talking. There is a lot of verbiage. But the fight scene in Osaka was one of the fight scenes that if you watch this, you would want to watch it over and over again. Just because two hours and 49 minutes, there is a post credit scene and the post credit is right after the movie right after where um right after all the credits 
So if you watch the movie and you're like, okay, is there a post-credit scene? Yes, there is a post-credit scene. And again, it's right after the whole movie. You got to wait. It's not one of those Marvel post-credit scenes, but it's the post-credit scenes where you wait till the credits is over and then you'll see that post-credit scene. It's pretty cool. It's definitely something that'll live up to, is there going to be a John Wick 5? Are they doing something outside of John Wick, but it's going to be a John Wick franchise? It's one of those things. One of those things. Um, again, movie is great, man. I, I can't, I can't explain it any more than what it is. You know, of course, spoiler alert. You guys are eight minutes into listening already. There's a lot of spoiler alerts. I already gave you half of the movie. Um, but Keanu Reeves reprises role. He's John Wick. He's going around. He just wants to kill people. He wants to get out of the lifestyle that he's in. And the only way to do that is to kill the Marquise. And the way to kill the Marquise is he has to go through so many people. He has to go through so many people just to kill this guy. He has to get back into his family. He has to get back into everything that he can, that you can think of. And again, it just goes right back to him being who he is, him being the John Wick that he is. John Wick going around and just killing who he has to kill to get to where he is. And one of the greatest movies. One, It's a good Good movie, a lot of great fight scenes, like I said. You know, what else can you mention about John Wick? The fight scenes, the shooting scenes, it's epic John Wick. They're all, they are in Paris, maybe a few times in New York that they're here when they show um, the continental New York. They're here a few times there, but most of the time they're in either the beginning of the movie, they were just in Tokyo. I keep saying Tokyo. They were in Osaka. And again, that fight scene in Osaka, man, it was to die for. It was one of those movies where if I watch this, I'm watching it just for that. Because that fight scene was epic. Just everything from John Wick to Donnie Yen to... It was epic. It was epic. Hiroki, um, Sonata, epic fight scene. And again, I kind of wish there was a backstory to that. I kind of want to see how John Wick and Hiroki, you know, met. Let's start a rumor by saying these are their great ancestors from the 47 Ronin franchise. I'm pulling here. I'm pulling. A lot of people are upset because on my Instagram page, I posted a picture of Neo when he's coming out of the cocoon and all the pipes were still in his body and it said John Wick chapter 4 post credit scene and i just kept teasing that kept saying that all week wouldn't it have been funny if John Wick wakes up and Morpheus which is played by Lawrence Fishburne is standing right above him and said you chose the red pill or whatever pill it was to make him come out of that would have been hilarious you know, a lot of people were hoping this was in the same franchise, but a lot of people were like, no, this is better not be in the same franchise. But it was a typical John Wick movie. It's one of those movies where you have to watch. You have to watch. If you can sit two hours and 49 minutes, and I would say maybe 30 minutes of that 
is non-fighting and just talking, then you'll be able to sit through the whole two hours. It's two hours of fighting. It's fighting. And it's not even gory fighting. There's not a lot of gore in the fight. There's a lot of blood. You know, there's this one fight scene that he's fighting the Rus- this Russian mob over in in Russia. I think they're in Russia because he's trying to get back into his family. He's trying to get the family crest so the table can say, you can fight him. Because the only way he can get out of it was a duel. He, can, he would have to duel with the Marquis. And the only way he can do that was someone on the high table, someone who's on the high table, say, you are with us and you're a part of my family. So that's the only way he could have done it. So he had to fight. He had to go there and kill one of the Russian mobs, one of the big head honchos. And they were in a club. They were in this club and they were, they were fighting. And the people in the club was just dancing. Almost, almost reminded me of that scene in Blade with Wesley Snipes when they were fighting and all this blood came out of the, everywhere. And the vampires that were dancing were just loving it. They were loving, you know, all that blood. They were like, yo, it's blood. Yeah, it's blood. This is kind of what this reminded me of. Because the, the clubbers were just dancing. Those fights, they were shooting each other. I mean, it was one of those scenes where if I was there and I saw this fight, I would have been like, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. See you later. Got to go. But no, they were dancing. They were dancing. They heard the music. And they just kept dancing. But towards the end of the fight, for some reason, they started running away. I mean, they seen worse. But for some reason, towards the end of the fight, they're like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm running away. So it was kind of one of those things where it made me wonder what direction this director was going. Again, it wasn't a bad scene, but it was one of those things that I'll just nitpick about. Director was Chad Stalski, I'm sorry. Chad Stalski, written by Shay Hatton, Michael Finch, and Derek Costand. The writing was great. The writing was great. There was just little things to nitpick about. There was a scene when they were in Paris and John Wick is driving a charger. The charger hits a couple things a few times. Like smashes into a blue van, gets rear-ended. But when they're chasing John Wick through the streets of Paris, besides the doors missing, the car is pretty much scratchless. No scratches on the car. There's no dents in the front, no dents in the rear. So it's one of those like, okay. You guys are missing a little something here. You guys are missing a little this and that, missing a little that and this. But, you know, I'm not. I know how tough it is. I know CGI is kind of hard to do, especially in a movie where you don't really need CGI in a movie like this. You just need a lot of practical effects. But it's just those little things that, why didn't they add that? That's all. That's all it is to me. Why didn't they add that? They should have added it. They should have been one of those, like, okay, we remember that he hit a van and we let's remember that someone hit him from behind and let's add that in the final cut. But no, the car again was, 
It looked immaculate. Besides the doors missing, it was still it still had that showroom finish. And it was just one of those like, huh? I thought this car was destroyed. But that, you know, that takes away from the whole everything else. You, you're so into the action. You're so into the scene that you forget all that stuff. So it's one of those where, okay, all right, I, I can forgive them for this. John Wick has till sunrise to make it to a church in Paris. And of course, the Marquis, being the cheater that he is, decides to put a $20 million hit on John Wick, you know how they do that, and the operator calls. And there's a scene, that end scene, where the DJ was playing music. One of the songs was Nowhere to Run, and this is like, John, we're playing this for you. And he's playing, again, he's playing Nowhere to Run. And that's how the whole chase scene starts in Paris. And that whole scene right there reminded me of the Warriors. You guys remember the movie The Warriors back in the 70s where the DJ was playing music in the background. The DJ was speaking into a mic because all you saw was her lips, her mouth, and the microphone. That's exactly how this scene played out, which to me is a cool homage. And then in The Warriors, it was a fight scene at the end as well where this one, John Wick had till sunrise, which was 602, 603 to get to the top of the stairs where that church is to battle his duel. So it was a cool scene. It was a cool scene and I love that. But at the same time, it was kind of cheating because this DJ, this, this, this lady, she was telling everybody where they saw John Wick. Oh, John Wick was last seen at the Louvre. So everybody's heading over there. John Wick was last seen over here. So everybody's headed over there. So it's one of those things where it's like he did not have the advantage and by the time he got to where he was going to get to, he was already pretty much done for it. He's like, oh, I'm dead. It's kind of like that scene in Gladiator where, you know, Maximus, played by Russell Crowe, was going to fight Joaquin Phoenix's character. And Joaquin Phoenix stabs him before he even gets to the fight. So it kind of gives Joaquin Phoenix the advantage. But, you know, Maximus ends up killing him anyways. But it's kind of like that. That's what kind of that reminded me. So these two movies all paid homage. They paid all homage to, you know, these movies by adding these little scenes in, which was pretty cool. Again, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then like the final scenes where he has to go up these stairs and they asked him how many stairs. And he says 218 steps to make it to the top. Almost reminded me of the movie. Um... The Exorcist. You remember that movie? At the end of the movie, the priest jumps out of the window just so the demon won't attack anyone else. And he lands on these stairs. And The Exorcist was in Europe. Could have been London. Could have been Paris. Could have been somewhere there. That's kind of the stairs that it reminded me of. That's the first thing that came to my head was, these are the stairs. So he has to make it up these stairs. And of course, now the bounty is up to 40. Was it 26 million? 26 million or I think maybe it was 40 million. No, it was 40 million. The bounty was 40 million and he has to go against everybody there. That's trying to attack him. Well, before that scene, there was this nice little 
scene where they were in a building and it was a shooting scene. They were in a building, it was an abandoned building. And that scene, the camera was overhead. So you're watching it from like a third person video game player where you're going through the rooms and you're trying to find people who's there. That was to me one of the badass scenes I've ever seen in a movie. The music was playing in the background. You can see John Wick going from room to room and just shooting everybody. And every time he he's out of ammo with one gun, he picks up another gun. And then there was this other gun. There was an AR-15. And the guys, they showed the guys in the beginning putting the ammo in there. And it was called Dragon's Breath. Because every time you shot it at someone, it, you know, put out fire like a Dragon's Breath. Um, and John Wick ends up picking up that AR-15 and next thing you know, he's just going to town with this. And it was one of the best movie scenes, movie gun scenes I've seen in a while. Shout out to, again, you know, the director, um, Chad Stolsky, for putting that in because that was a badass scene. It was one of those scenes where if I watch that movie, I'm definitely going to watch that again, that scene again, because that scene was badass. Um, and at the same time, the tracker, Mr. Nobody's trying to hunt him down. Also, Mr. Nobody has a dog. Don't remember the breed of the dog. Could have been a German Shepherd, you know, crossbreed with something else. But that dog was badass also. Um, he'd have to say a couple words like nuts and then the dog's biting you in the nuts. So cool part to add. And you know how John Wick feels about dogs. One of the goons was getting ready to shoot the dog. John Wick saves the dog. And all of a sudden the tracker is now John Wick's friend. He's the one that wanted to put that 40 million hit on John Wick. Now he has nothing to do with the Marquise. He wants to help John Wick get to the top of those stairs. So now we're at the stair scene, like I said earlier, and he has to go through 200 and something stairs to get to the top. He has literally like, at my clock, he had five minutes left to get there by sundown. But of course, you know, John Wick, movie time, it's always different. So he's taking his time up there. Took about 10 minutes for him to get up there when he only said, I have five minutes. He gets to the top of the stairs just to get thrown all the way back to the bottom. I mean, he gets thrown all. There was like a, a scene, a one minute scene of him just rolling. Shout out to whoever that stunt person was. That stunt person rolled himself all the way down to the bottom of the steps. I don't know how many takes it took. If it was one take, two takes, three takes, four takes. But that guy threw himself all the way to the bottom of the steps. So here's John Wick back at the bottom. And of course, Donnie Yan's character. John, you need to get to the top. And what does John Wick say? I'm trying. That's just, just exactly the way John Wick says, I'm trying to get up there. So he gets up to the top of the stairs with the help of Donnie Yen. And the Marquise chooses a champion when they were trying to all talk about the duel. And he picks Donnie Yen to fight for him. And again, Donnie Yen's blind. And the fight, the duel is guns, pistols. They got to go 30, 30 paces, face each other, and then when Clancy Brown's character, the Harbinger, says fire, they fire. And then every time they miss, or if no one's dead, 
they got to walk up 10 more paces. So at the end, um, John Wick's getting ready to die. They're up 10 paces. Donnie Yen, he's already pretty much taken his faith. He knows he's about to die. But Johnny, for some reason, John Wick takes, takes a bullet. He takes a bullet and says, not he just says, for those who dies, there's this quote he says at the end of the movie. But he ends up just taking the bullet. So the Marquise decides, wait, 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 wait. I want to be the one to kill him. So he takes the gun away from Donnie Yen. And then Donnie Yen just gives up the gun, be my guest. He reloads the gun and Winston says, you arrogant fool. He never fired his gun. He's talking about John Wick. He looks down to John Wick, who's on the ground, and all of a sudden, John Wick just shoots him in the head. So, that's it. All debts are paid. John Wick is free. Donnie Yen and his daughter Mia is free. Ian McShane Winston gets his hotel back, the Continental New York, and that's going to be fixed by the table. John Wick says... Winston, take me home. And what a surprising twist at the end of the movie. John Wick is walking down the stairs. He gets to the middle of the stairs, sits down, and he says, Helen, which is his wife. And then just kind of like sat down. And the scene fades away. And then all of a sudden we're back in New York. The Bowery King and Winston is standing over two graves. One says Helen Wick and the other one says John Wick. So for someone who's not supposed to die, they killed him off. Now that movie could have ended so many different ways. I look at it as they killed him off, but he's not dead because they want to leave an open chapter just in case they want to bring him back. But I think this was the perfect way to end the John Wick saga by killing him off. And if they do need to reprise his role, they can. Remember, there's still a lot of people who want to kill John Wick. There's still a lot of people who's out there who doesn't believe his theory, who, who thinks he's done bad. So there's still a probability people want to kill him. So in, in order for him to be dead... They killed himself. They killed him off. Maybe, maybe Winston and the Bowery King said, you know what? Just die and live your life. Go by a different name. Do something different. Do that. That's what I think happened. I think that's what happened. But a lot of people on the internet thinks this is the end. A lot of people on the internet thinks Donnie Yen's character Kane and Akira, played by Rina Sawaima, Sawaima, who was the daughter of Hiroyuki Sanada, they think they're gonna they're gonna end up finding a way to make these two battle it out in a crossover movie. In the movie, Donnie Yen's character Kane kills Shimaza, which is Hiroyuki Sanada. 
And Akira tells John Wick, this is your fault that my father's dead. So either you kill him or I will. So that post credit scene kind of shows Akira going towards Kane while Kane was going to go visit his daughter for the first time. And then all we see is Akira take a knife out and the movie ends. But then they brought in these three new characters, like I said. Akira, Tracker, which is also called Nobody, and Donnie Yen. So these guys can re-praise re the franchise. They can do something. They could call the movie Akira, which is already a Japanese movie, animation movie. They could call it that. They could call it Kane and Akira. They can call it anything. But we'll see what happens. The movie, to me, I give it, you know... Then 8 out of 10, if you guys want me to rate it, 8 out of 10, only because those those little things, the fight scenes, man, I mean, you know, maybe an 8.5 out of 10, because the fight scenes, the scene in Osaka, the, I wish Donnie Yen and Hideyoki had a better fight scene, they didn't, Donnie Yen and, John, and um, Keanu Reeves had a better fight scene, but I kind of wish... Hideyoki and Donnie Yen had a better fight scene. They had a small fight scene. wasn't epic. Um, I kind of wish they did. There was that scene, like I said, when they were in the warehouse or the abandoned um, building and the camera was up top. It looks like it was shot by a drone and they were just going from room to room. That scene was the most epic. Epic. You guys have to watch it. And then just the fight scenes alone, it was your typical John Wick fight scenes. It was everything about it was cool. And you makes you wonder... How if John Wick was a real person, how much beating can he take? Because he was taking a lot of beating. A lot. A lot. So it just makes you wonder, how much beating can this guy take if this was real? Because he was taking a lot. Over and all, do I recommend a movie? Yes. Definitely watch it. If you're a John Wick fan and you're into all this, Go ahead and watch it again. It's a two hour and forty nine minute, two hour and forty nine minute runtime. Um, it came out March twenty fourth. You'll definitely love this movie if you're a John Wick fan. Um, again, don't expect it to be not gory. There is a little blood scenes here and there. There's a little, you know, not too gory scenes. But if you can't handle blood, if you can't ha handle anybody getting shot, um, then this is a movie. This movie's not for you. But it's a cool movie, and I want you guys to tell me what you think. Is John Wick really dead? Or did they just kill him off in the movie just, just because? You tell me what you think. Over and all, I love this movie. I can't wait to see it again when it gets replayed. But we'll wait and see how that comes when it's released, wherever it's going to be. Most likely going to be released on Paramount Plus or something like that. But we'll wait and see. All right, guys, that's it. That's my recap and review for the John Wick Chapter 4 saga. I want to thank you guys for listening. Go ahead and don't forget to subscribe to this channel for more recaps and reviews. My next recap and review is going to be an album, another, you know, another musical one. I did one with the Boys to Men album. Go ahead and, you know, follow me on my Instagram page, Recap and Reviews Podcast, or email me at recapsreviewspodcast at gmail.com. And stay tuned for more recaps and reviews. This has been the John Wick Chapter 4 Recaps and Reviews. Until next time, I will see you guys at the movies. 
have your popcorn ready. Recaps and Reviews Podcast with Eric B.